0: Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie, and I'm Tommy and you're listening to series seven, episode 16, Hearts and Minds.
1: And let's start off with some announcements.
0: You've heard us mention this before, but we're here to remind you again. Uh, at the end of the series, we're going to get the cast together to answer your questions in a segment we call postgame chatter. If you send us a question, we will answer it. So send in those questions. You can send them through our Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Twitter, which are all at Essential NPCs. You can send it through our contact form on our website, uh, which is EssentialNPCs.com. Or you can send it to our email at podcast at gmail.com. The very last moment to send us questions for post-game chatter is May 15th at 11.59 p.m. That is when we are going to uh, collect them.
1: Yeah, it's the day episode 19 comes out.
0: So you've got just about three weeks to get those questions into us.
1: And the other announcement we have is a heartfelt confession. Uh, Those of you who are well-versed in the rules of 7C may have noticed we've been playing one part of it pretty wrong, which is... An advantage that Bastion has called flawless execution. Uh, it allows him to spend a hero point instead of a raise to do a duelist maneuver. One particular thing about a uh, flawless execution that we overlooked was that it can only be done once per combat round. So last episode in particular, Bastion spent a big pile of hero points to do several duelist maneuvers against the alchemist, and that's just flagrantly against the rules. But We've done it a couple of times already. We're this far along in the series. We're going to keep playing it that way. We just want you to know that we know. <laughs> but with that off our chests, let's go ahead and move on into Words with the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. This Words with the GM Hello. is about series seven, episode 15, Pearls Before Swine. One of my favorite episodes in the series so far. Uh, it has what I like to refer to as a drum sequence <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the very beginning when We're rushing out of the arena, fighting off guards, jumping in a carriage, and getting out of dodge, and you chose to continue to play that as a dramatic sequence instead of an action sequence, which, like, it felt like it could go either way. And so I was wondering, uh, what was the thought process to, uh, your decision to maintain dramatic sequence in that instance, uh, as opposed to action sequence with some dramatic sequence-like consequences?
0: The short answer of it is the the nature of the risks involved weren't Enough to sort of endanger the heroes in mortal peril, they were fighting low level brute squads in a public place where they had you know captured the hearts of Odyssea and were pretty much in, untouchable uh and then the second part was that um purpose of the scene was so disparate and so like stretched out, it didn't feel right to put the focus on. Uh, the action, there was still so much intrigue happening. And also you guys were so spread out in your purposes that um, calling for spending raises on brute squads uh, or something like that, as it escaped didn't feel as in line with the purpose of the scene as unmasking Niswa and uh, escaping safe safely. It also
1: uh, has like a pretty noticeable like psychological effect on the approaches that uh the players choose right because if you're like it's an action sequence there's this many brute squads obviously carol's gonna you know, choose to run in and punch and I'm going to run up and, you know, I'd mean, my approach stayed the same, but the way in which I did, it would be different. I'd be doing duelist maneuvers left and right. Uh, even Goodbrand probably would have like pulled out his bow and started shooting. If you had said this is an action sequence, but because you said it was a dramatic sequence, we did focus on the escape aspect of it as opposed to the fight aspect of it.
0: Yeah. It's sort of like a, a mental math, Uh, you kind of do in your head. I I had a little while because there was the sort of episode session break um, to decide what I wanted to do, whether I wanted to go into combat or drama. But uh, I I think the best advice for people who are actually running the game and this happens sort of on the fly, uh, most times action sequences can forward the plot, but they sort of will, will suck up the attention of your players uh, a lot more into you know, battle. Uh, Whereas like, the dramatic sequences tend to, their purpose tends to be to move the plot forward and you can wrap the, the action in, into their dramatic sequence. Yeah. So, uh, as you're weighing those scales, that's really the, the equation you have to do. Uh, what's going to best move your plot forward. Is it the, the fighting, um, up to a point or perhaps to the end, or is it, um, moving away from fighting and into more, uh, more disparate approaches because dramatic sequences do tend to lend themselves to a broader range of approaches. Whereas action sequences are running, jumping, climbing trees, swinging swords while you're up there kind of thing. You can do all those things in a dramatic sequence, but you, you can also, you know, talk to somebody and convince them without it being like weird that there's a sword fight going on in the background. (laughs) yeah and now uh
1: throughout the course of the podcast, we've seen um both dramatic and action like hybrids. we've seen action sequences with dramatic scene like consequences, like when matteo was uh hunting for flowers while we were fighting the guards mm-hmm. um and then now we've seen a dramatic sequence with some action like qualities, which was like I was fighting off the guards and while I wasn't spending raises to like avoid wounds as consequences because i mean let's be fair i'm the sword of castile and they're just puny little city guards (laughs) um i was using the fighting as a way to like unmask Niswa as well as provide safe exit for everyone else i don't know it it just felt like it felt like the system really clicking and uh and i i think you did a really good job there
0: thanks i think the moral of the story is do what feels right
1: Yeah, that sums it up pretty nicely. Uh, So let's move on into favorite parts. Uh, What was your favorite part from the last episode?
0: Um, Alchemists are super cool. (laughs) Um, I loved playing the alchemista. She is, um, I think, my favorite character so far, except for Isabel. I really enjoyed playing her. She's the villain that feels the fairest while still being like, way better than all of you
1: yeah well status effects are super fun we've talked about that in a previous words with the gm about how how fun it can be to apply status effects instead of just damage during combat and the alternate alchemist rules in the nations of thea source books are super cool
0: yeah it was just really fun to play her and 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 really uh thwart you guys at the things you guys uh thwart you guys so you guys had to think around uh the things that you were best at i really enjoy doing that all the time but what about uh what about you what was your favorite part
1: there was a moment near the end where uh captain Kirill was holding headmaster Niswa out the window oh yeah and uh i think it kind of highlights something that i've I, i i may have mentioned about uh nick's performance throughout this series is that he plays like a pirate perfectly nick has so far been able to ride that line where like he is heroic he's helping heroes and he's around and like he hasn't done anything like bad at all really but he's his personality lends you to truly believe that captain kirill is capable of being a pirate brigand bad guy Mm -hmm. and uh my favorite moment was like the kind of pinnacle of that when he held him out the window i was like you know what Kirill could drop him and that would be pretty in character for him. And I loved that uh, that sense of not knowing because like alternatively, if Goodbrand or Bastion like hung Niswa out the window, you would know that it was just an intimidation tactic. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it, it all culminated in my favorite moment where uh, we're like, we're going to give you to the people of the town. And he's like, that's the same as killing me. And then Kirill dangles him a little bit lower and goes, it's not exactly the same.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, all right, all right, all right, I'll talk.
1: (laughs) That was... So perfect.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed that moment, too. I was legitimately worried that I was going to pull Nick's sheet from giving him corruption. Yeah, but he didn't
1: do it, so he didn't have to take any corruption. Uh, but we still have the headmaster in tow, and we still have some questions for him, I think. So let's move on in and listen to Series 7, Episode 16, Hearts and Minds. Enjoy. I am Bastian Corazon. I hail from the Castilian city of Odyssea, home of the duelist tournament known as the Festival of Swords. Watching swordmasters all over the world compete inspired me at a very young age to take up the blade. Once I was old enough, I joined the Explorer Society as a means to travel to Avalon and study under the masters of the Skaldas Klisa style. However, earning entry to the duelist guild was not enough for me. I have spent nearly two decades since traveling the world, testing my blade against masters and villains alike. Most recently, I have found myself aboard a pirate ship, accompanying a man I consider a brother, Goodbrand Stradbella, on his journey to Numa to uncover lost artifacts. One day I hope to truly master the way of the sword, unlock its secrets, and eventually settle down and found a duelist academy to teach a style of my own making. Until then, I will continue to travel the world and learn what I can the way I know best, crossing blades with skilled duelists brave enough to face me.
2: the Vala, and it is very good to meet you. Please don't be too alarmed from my appearance. I am a Skald Vala, a keeper of runes, a finder of lore, a protector of the legacy of Vestan Manavn, yar. This may seem like a lofty title, but I promise, modern Vestans appreciate far more the achievements of their fighters and their merchants. With the founder of a notable merchant's guild for a father and a mother whose dueling skills are renowned across Theia, I have quite a bit to live up to. Nothing made this more clear than my parents' obvious adoration of Bastion. Today, I call him brother, but when my mother first took him into our home for training, I admit my jealousy of his easy demeanor and obvious skill with the weapon. It was this skill that cemented us as a team, working for our respective societies. For the first time, he has taken me away from my home country, on a path that may lead me to the fabled Thirteenth Rune, and with it, the immortality of my name, Ahoy!
3: I am Captain Kirill Tikhvintimovich, strongest man in there. <laughs> You'll believe.
0: <laughs>
3: Maybe strongest. Who is to say? My past is unimportant. Now I am captain of the Iceberg. She is a very good vessel, silent as the grave, and sturdy enough to sail in dangerous waters. Others won't follow. Excellent for smuggling. I make certain modifications myself after I steal her from Atabian Trading Company, not Kirill's biggest fans. About two years ago, I am finding Stowaway, uh, who is nephew of Vodachi Merchant Prince, a man who hires me to smuggle relics. The boy is young, but sharp as tattoo needle. He pays Kirill well to pocket artifacts he likes uh, before they are reaching uncle, and so we are in business. However, coin is not enough. Everyone I am allowed to sailing on the iceberg has their uses.
4: (laughs) Matteo di Caligari at your service. You may have heard of me. Certainly my uncle is a merchant prince of Wodachi, but I am constructing a legacy of my own as a renowned archaeologist for the Explorer Society. Ever since I was a boy, I have loved to watch my uncle's smugglers deliver ancient artifacts from all over the world. As I matured, I loved even more to skim a few off the top for my own personal study. At thirteen, my uncle took notice of my mental, if not material, acquisitiveness, and sent me to university and lyceum in Castile, from which I graduated in a prodigious two years, making only minimal enemies in the process. After the completion of my studies, instead of returning home on Capitano Kirill's vessel, I stowed away to sail straight to the source of my desires, the occult ruins of the mysterious Sirneth. By age 16, our mutually profitable arrangement brought us to Vestin Minavignar, where the Explorer Society connected us with the Duelist Bastian, the Vala Skald Gudbrand, and a lead that would change the course of our fates forever.
0: The last time we left our heroes, they had just emerged victorious from an unexpected battle in the headmaster's tower at the University de Odissea. They had captured the headmaster, Marcel Niçoise, who was um, torturing Matteo for information about the icon. Uh, the professor is now captured and badly hurt as Mateo, you are still on the floor. Yes,
4: I am lying uh, with my back to the floor uh, in a in a toppled chair. Um, so I will I will turn my neck to Kirill. Capitano, would you mind picking up my amulet? It has been so rudely tossed on the floor.
3: Uh, still holding Marcel by one arm, I reach down with the other and toss the amulet to uh, to Matteo.
4: It hits me in the head, and I'm like, <laughs> "Maybe you could pick me up too." <laughs> it hurts to move. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so with um, with me under one arm and the professor under the other, <laughs> I'm going to turn the professor. Now, professor. <laughs> A few more questions for you. <laughs> do you know the na- uh, the whereabouts or intentions of one Seamus O'Kaley? He has friends of ours.
3: I jiggle him
0: a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the pirate? No, I do not know him.
2: Are you sure?
0: I have heard of him, but uh, he is no friend of mine.
4: Perhaps under uh, the same employer then. Which, if I might ask... Is this the younger Bernoulli, Giovanni, or his father?
0: I have only ever met Giovanni, but he says he is working at the behest of his father. Of course, I believe it, as uh, his father would never allow him to do such, uh, such actions alone.
4: I see no reason to disbelieve that. Well, thank you for your cooperation. We must ensure your survival. Let us take him to justice.
3: Slam Professor's head against door doorframe uh, to knock him out. And we searched him for keys for manacles.
0: Uh, yeah, you find them. Oh, thank you, my friend.
4: Here, keep these. <laughs> Maybe they will come in handy.
0: Uh, so you've got the p- Professor slung over uh, a shoulder... I don't want to walk.
3: (laughs) I will carry Matteo under one arm, Professor under one arm, and I will drape Bastion over neck like a
2: fox. Uh, Good
3: friend, do you think you can get the doors?
2: (laughs) I think I can manage the doors if you've got all three people. It's no problem. (laughs) Uh, All right. Oh, and we must get my hat. (laughs) I will be your hat bearer. Do not worry, friend. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. I trust you.
4: Oh, also upstairs. Mm. Bunch of relics and boises. We should take mm, uh
2: and I'm out. friend, <laughs> uh, can you carry those? Why don't you start on your way, friend? I think it'll take you a little bit longer than me. All right. And good uh, Goodbrand runs upstairs and uh easily recognizes the Cyrnath uh uh artifacts and mm-hmm. takes a can he grab all of them? Yes sure he takes all of them and maybe a uh, like a like a bag or something to carry them in and uh runs down the stairs and finds the uh the statue that he absolutely remembers where it is and grabs Kirill's hat and uh follows him on the way to the iceberg or to the to the uh rowboat which we will take out to the iceberg
0: uh okay so uh Gutbrand uh eventually catches up with you just as you're collecting some stairs Um, From having three unconscious bodies, including the sword of Castile draped over you, uh, when uh, some people start to realize who it is that uh, is on your left shoulder.
3: I glare at them. I say it could be more.
0: (laughs) They immediately scatter. (laughs) (laughs) And you walk to the uh, manor home of the mayor of Odissea, ostensibly the only uncorrupt person you could think of, uh, at the moment. Um, you do still draw crowds as word has spread that you, uh, have professor Niswa's on un- unconscious and captured on your shoulder. Uh, they, they might be giving you a wide berth, but there's still sort of a, a crowd movement behind you. Uh, you, you, drop him off with, um, some explanation.
2: <laughs> yes,
0: good friend tells a, an excellent, uh, story. And, um, you walk back to the rowboat for the iceberg, uh, and the crowd, uh, parts for you. Uh, and, uh, you get to the rowboat, you put the unconscious bodies of your two friends and you get to the iceberg, as it has only just now weighed anchor. Uh, And uh, they pull you aboard. Uh, What do you do?
3: Uh, We take unconscious people add to Anna's pile, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully, Mateo has not been alchemized. So if he's feeling better soon, he helps heal the two people from uh, the potions.
4: Yeah, I I do stand up, but I walk to the, uh, the doctor's hold.
0: So you guys uh, pack in the iceberg, you sail around the peninsula and head to Montaigne. You land in Puri, which is uh, a deep water bay town that um, is uh, is the most direct path to Cherouz. Captain Kirill, are you bringing any of your crew with you?
3: Uh, Is everyone healed enough to hold themselves at this point? Mm -hmm. Awake?
0: How how long of a journey has he been? Four days. So everyone uh, should wake up.
3: We put you and uh, Isabella together. You seem to be suffering
1: from similar ailments. Uh, Yes. How is Isabella? When I wake up, is she already
0: awake? You wake up at pretty much the same time. It seems her dosage was more potent than yours.
1: Buenos dias, senorita. Cheeky. I, uh, I sit up and, uh, and <laughs> rub my head. For your record, I did not lay myself down here. <laughs> I was here with the same potion you were.
0: She um, looks a bit groggy. Well, I'm glad you're all right, for what it's worth, I suppose. And uh, thank you for the rescue, I suppose.
1: Oh, wait. Uh, look around. Where's Mateo? Is he okay?
4: So I'm walking around. I've got like um, my sleeves. Uh, basically, my sleeves have been cut off um, and replaced with just like a, like a thick wrapping of bandages around my forearms. Uh, and uh, and I'm, I come through the, the doctor's quarters with a uh, what, maybe some tiny coffees. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're
1: awake. Very good.
4: Mateo, you are okay. Bastian. So are you? I hand him a coffee
1: uh, I set the coffee down and reach out to shake his hand
4: i give the i give the uh the coffee in my shaking hand to isabel and I, I i clasp um i go to clasp his forearm <laughs> and then i and then i stop and i move my hand back and i just shake his hand i, uh, I shake it gently uh, bastian when i was uh when I was captured uh, I was sure i was sure you would uh would, would come back for me, but not so sure that I was not very grateful when I saw that you did. I thank you, sincerely. Of course. I would not be here if you had been a moment later.
1: I only wish I could have gone there sooner. And I turned the handshake into a hug. A very brief hug. It's a little stinted. <laughs> and then I step back and go, all right, so how about this coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I grab it up and I go, is this, little co- is this coffee in a small cup or is this little coffee?
4: All I know is Kirill gave it to me and told me to, to wake you up.
0: <laughs> it's uh, the tiny coffees from Numa. Ah,
1: good man, that Capitan. <laughs> I think
4: he might have refilled a little bit on cargo at some point in Odyssey.
1: <laughs> yes, I stand up to uh, go see the rest of the crew. Um, but as I, as I do, I turn to Isabel and, uh, and I grin and I go, It's been a while since I've seen your hair up. And then I walk away.
0: She um, reaches up to her hair and feels that there's like a, a ribbon in it and she's confused and takes it down and starts looking at it.
4: Uh I I um I've I've like stayed in the room and I um uh I've watched Bastian go and I'm, I turned to Isabel and I'm like it looks good.
0: Sorry, what?
4: Oh, I'm just I'm glad to see you awake
0: too. Oh.
4: Thank you for trusting me.
0: Thank you for helping me when I needed it.
2: <laughs> yes, it hurts to say. Uh, from the top of the mast, uh, uh a call, uh, is that Bastian? And, um, uh, good friend, uh, starts running down the rat lines, but it's not fast enough. So he finds the nearest sheets sheet and just kind of, uh, swings down to the deck
1: and says, my brother, you're awake. I run to embrace him. He's a much warmer hug than what I gave Matteo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Gudbrand picks him up just a little bit and then uh, kind of gets embarrassed from being around his uh, pirate friends and, and puts him <laughs> down. It, I am glad you are awake,
1: brother. Me too. That, that woman, the alchemist, uh, she knows her tray very well. I... Should not have trusted her.
2: No, I, I did not expect uh, something like that. Uh, her, her alchemy is uh, far more powerful than my Galder, or at least is
1: power, more powerful than the Galder I know now. I raise my hand and go, easily more seductive, <laughs> <laughs> but not more powerful. Uh, I, uh, sure, I, I, I appreciate that. Bastion, you are awake. Yes, Capitan.
3: I give him Muppet Bucket. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good to see you too, Capitan.
0: (laughs) And uh, Bastian swabs the deck from Castile to Montaigne. (laughs) Is there anything else you guys would like to achieve on the journey?
4: Probably as soon as I could walk. I I go to Caroline's quarters against the doctor's wishes. Uh,
0: As you enter, uh, she looks up. It looks like she's been crying. Um,
4: Understandable. (laughs)
0: uh, And she's like clutching Gutbrand's uh, cloak to her. Uh, and, and when she sees you, she stands up and, like, comes over and gives you a big hug with, like, a sigh of relief.
4: Ah, uh, ah, uh, 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 sorry. Do not mean to intrude or anything.
0: I thought... Well, I, I suppose I did not know what I thought. I I, I was so afraid you, you had been lost.
4: I was afraid of that, too. But I made it out, thanks to my strange friends that I left you with, with very little explanation, <laughs> for which I apologize. But... Uh, All will yet be well. Uh, We are on our way to Charouse now. We suspect that it's where Amboise is. That was true when I said that, by the way. (laughs) We are trying to meet Amboise, although he may not be as happy to see me as I uh, implied.
0: Her eyes go wide and then narrow a little bit. And she uh, she says, I think it is uh, about time you tell me what is really going on.
4: That is fair. Much like your father, Empoise is on the wrong side of things here. But unlike your father, I think Empoise could be tempted to return. There is much to offer him in order to ensure that he does so. We need his help in order to keep uh, the discovery that he has in hand out of uh, the clutches of your father's ilk, Bernoulli, uh, the the merchant prince, and uh, whoever that pirate who, there was a pirate who attacked us on our way, who we believe is also in league with them. It is true that Amboise and I are working on the same project, but we have been working from opposite sides. But with your help and with a big pile of artifacts that he discovered that I plan to return to him, I think he he can be convinced to change his heart.
0: She nods her head and thinks for a moment, I am afraid you have lost quite a bit of my trust, but thank you for being honest with me. I shall endeavor to forgive you as Deus would want.
4: That's very kind of you, of course. I don't know if I am worth your forgiveness it's true I've told you a lot of lies but
0: I believe th- that you have a good heart Mateo. Be st- be brave enough to tell me the truth always
4: among the things I have told you there are truths
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it is good that you go now
4: <laughs> do you like cats <laughs>
0: quoi um of course uh, who does not like cats <laughs>
4: Well, there is a cat who has been staying in my room, and uh, there is a bird as well. They do not get along. I, if you would like, maybe I i was going to separate them. Would you like to take care of Welby?
0: Uh, it is the cat. Of course, anything to help.
4: Yes, it will be very helpful for the ship.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, you bring her Welby. Yeah. Welby takes a shine to her, and uh, she seems to like him well enough, and, and uh, she's like, I wonder if uh, there are any books about <laughs> <laughs> Uh Yeah, so you guys um, land in Puri, which is the uh, Deepwater Bay port city that is closest to Cherouz, which is completely landlocked. Captain Kirill, are you planning on taking any of your crew with you on this journey?
3: Yeah, only the purser speaks uh, montane and I don't know how helpful he would be with uh, whatever we plan to run into. However, would Isabel like to come?
1: I will offer. Do you want to get even or do you want to get away?
0: She thinks for a moment uh, and then says, well, it's going to be more exciting at least if I go with you, isn't it?
1: Of course. We're not paying you.
0: Well, that can be negotiated later.
1: (laughs) I I I gesture towards the Capitan as he is, like, walking across the deck, and I go, good luck with that.
0: (laughs) He's a big old softie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is she, uh, what does she do with the ribbon?
0: She's still wearing it in her hair.
1: Excellent. I return her sword to her. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Then, yes, I'm thinking uh, just the core group and, and Isabel.
0: Isabel probably won't actually go if Caroline is not coming.
1: They Why like are you getting out, soft out. on me, Isabel?
0: Well, she's the heiress, isn't she? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I believe, yes, we take Caroline.
3: I, I will leave everyone behind. I will tell Liren uh, to train Brenna as a co-first mate. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> what? Uh, yes, sir. Damn it. <laughs> Brenna, what? Could you come here for a moment? In a minute! (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you guys contract a carriage. Sounds
3: right. Yes. Mm.
0: It has uh, four seats inside uh, and space for luggage on the back uh, and uh, a space for two on the front.
1: I will sit inside. The horses make me uncomfortable. (laughs) Uh, I will drive the carriage. I am not afraid of horses. Their faces are too long. (laughs) And they and they know more than they should.
3: <laughs> uh, I will I will also sit up front with uh, with good brand. It's probably nicer for the other Four people inside if I am not there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so considerate, Capitano. Yeah, I
3: like the outdoor air. It is good.
4: Do no, I sit next to Caroline or across
1: from Caroline because those are the only options? <laughs> I don't know. Does Isabel want to sit next to me or across from oh me? Oh, my
4: God. There's this whole little dance <laughs> that we're doing. I
1: will, I will, uh, I will make sure to, uh, to uh, open the door for her and help her into the carriage.
0: What are you doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I take off my hat and I say, "Milady."
4: There is a point, Bastian, at which attempting chivalry just becomes chivalry.
0: Alright then. She uh, gives you her hand and she steps in the carriage.
1: And then I will sit across from her. Okay. I will sit next to Bastian. Okay. Eyes forward. Like a horse. <laughs> don't say that. They don't have their eyes forward. They look in either direction. Oh, that's, that's not how horses work. They can see far to the side. They know when you're coming up on them. <laughs>
4: They're not chameleons. Oh, they—they they can though. They can. They are prey animals. They every, know.
3: Every time we stop for rest, I silently, as possible, bring horse right behind do <laughs> and have him turn
1: around. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Capitan, face your fears, Bastion. <laughs> Bastion, he is trying to help you. Let the Capitan help you. And go sit inside the carriage. Next time we have a stop, I do not get out of the carriage. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is the Sword of Castile, everyone. Ah! Castile. Um, while we're uh, riding together in the front, Capitan... Uh, uh, I while we were on the ship, I mostly spent my time studying the Cynith uh, uh, artifacts and waiting for Bastian to awaken. Um, and now that we I have a chance to have a conversation, you're not Captaining. I uh, tell you about uh, my uh, casting of the bones in uh, in Odyssea, and I say, Captain, I don't know any specifics, but I know that you are fated to uh, to change my path forever. But I don't know how to learn more about that, so I wanted to ask you. Uh, next stop, we get. Uh, I would like to um, cast bones about your future, and I'd, I'd like to know what question you'd like me to ask them. About Captain Kiro's future. Sure, absolutely. Perhaps it will shed the light on uh, the, uh, the 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 answer that I have. Uh, what kind of questions can can we ask? Uh, I can. Uh, I can. Uh, cast for any yes or no question uh, whether or not i get more information depends on the question i suppose hmm. the bones are very cryptic that way <laughs> i don't need an answer now but uh if you ever think of anything next chance i get i, I, I will ask them will, for you Oh, ruminate thank you for offer goodness. you are very good ships wizard <laughs> am i officially
3: the ship's wizard uh, well, we are not on ship currently, but I imagine when we return, we make it official. Yes. Uh, thank you, Captain. Oh, now we are on carriage. You are driving. You are Captain. <laughs> I lend him hat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Two promotions in one day! I don't believe it.
3: I will
1: be needing that back. Of course, <laughs> Captain. Of course. Uh, how long of a journey
0: is it? Two. It's it's seven days by carriage.
1: Um. I by the end of the journey. Matteo, I assume, is just wanting to get far away from me because the whole, the all seven days, just non-stop flirting with Isabel. <laughs> <laughs> just shameless.
4: <laughs> all I imagine is that um, Caroline and I have maybe developed a bit of a rapport through a, like, complex sign language of eye
3: rolling. Wait. <laughs> 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 <Oui. laughs> <laughs> How is the countryside? Is it is it hilly or...?
0: It's uh, hilly with a pleasantly dense forests. It's not super dense. Uh, you can see quite a bit through the trees. Uh, it's actually really beautiful. You pass towns that are picturesque, even if they're like... You know, if you stopped there, they wouldn't be so great. But from the road, everything looks amazing. It's as if someone... Judged it from time to time. So you come to uh, the uh, seat of power in Montaigne, the Sun King, the famous Sun King, and his queen live here. Um,
2: what, she's just the queen? She's not the Sun Queen?
0: No, she's not. So uh, the Sun King, also known as L'Empereur, uh, Matteo would know this, is actually married to a Vodachi fate witch.
4: As is every fashionable ruler. <laughs> Do they allow her to practice? Yes, of course. <laughs> Avodachi Fate, which is only allowed to practice. They're not allowed much else. But to tell fate, yes, that is what they are used for, regrettably. Uh,
0: she's famously l- liberated as far as, like, Sorte Strega go. Widely considered to be the power behind the throne.
4: But as for the uh, the Sun King's queen, ah. She is as libertine as any Montaigne. <laughs> uh,
0: where are you guys planning on staying? I have a suggestion.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, really, Bastion? Where do you think we should stay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, if we go to the Jenny's Hall, we can uh, begin the rumor mill that uh, uh, you are in town. Or, more importantly, Caroline is in town. If that is all right with you, Caroline. Uh, have you ever been to the Jenny's Hall? <laughs> well, she is of age. Uh, oh, no, you don't get out much. No. The, the hospitality
0: there is uh, unparalleled. Of, of course. I have heard this much. I have read in books. Are we going there now? I think so. We do not
1: actually have a, a concrete destination for where the idol is. We just know it is. In here, in the city,
2: the the eyeball was uh, not as specific as I wanted it to be. The what? The the eyeball. I'm uh, sorry. The what? The, the eyeball that showed that Carol. Did you not the tell? Walk, uh,
3: the walking eyeball.
2: do We not? the walking, the one with legs it that has,
3: walks around the map. It splats on the floor and those concentric <laughs> circles. Right. I okay the,
4: yes
1: yeah yes of course the yes. eyeball
4: right the eyeball the yes. eyeball I, I say my eyes going in like rapid circles over to Caroline.
2: like
1: this <laughs> yes
2: yes just like this yes like this the <laughs> eyeball but with legs on one
1: floor <laughs> uh, yeah I direct us to the Jenny's
0: uh, great. Chiruze is huge, so it takes a while before you get there. Um, but uh, eventually um, you're able to uh, pass some of the, like, palatial chateaus in the city and uh, come to the Jenny's house, which is only slightly smaller than the average chateau. Um, like all Jenny's houses, uh, it is draped in, like, a... Uh, warm colored silks uh, and kept very nicely. This one is significantly larger than than most though.
1: Of course. Uh, The montains they never do anything half-assed. And I will lead the group uh, into the Jenny's Hall. I will seek out the uh, uh, most senior Jenny that is available at the time Mm -hmm. and I will show them uh, the writ I have from the Avalon chapter saying that I am a friend of the Jenny's.
0: Yeah, you're introduced to a woman, a woman named Paldi. You've you've actually met her uh, previously, and uh, greets you uh, with uh, two kisses on on uh, one on each cheek. Uh, Monsieur, congratulations with your uh, great success in uh, your hometown.
1: Of course, of course. Thank you very much. Uh, if it is not too much trouble, uh, I would like to ac- ask a favor of uh, you and your uh, network, specifically, and I gestured towards uh, uh, Matteo, uh, and I'd be like, in fact, uh, more, my friend would like to uh, ask for your help.
0: But of course, what can we do for you, so?
4: I had an outstanding uh, search out for a man named Emboise Wiseau, who I believe to be in town at the moment, but I can't be entirely sure. I wish to meet with the man, and I can't seem to find him. Has any of the Jennys seen him?
0: Oh, this is a bulletin from nearly four months ago at this point.
4: Ah, how the time flies. Yes, perhaps so.
0: We, uh, of course, uh, he is uh, easily known, so we, we are happy to, to help. Uh, is there anything else that uh, I can do for my friends?
1: Uh, perhaps uh, if he is not too much trouble. Pass along a message to Amboise.
0: Perhaps. Depends on the message.
4: Amboise should be made aware that uh, the lady Caroline is here in Charouse and um, under the care of Matteo di Caligari, who wishes to meet with him.
0: That is simple enough. Of course, we can find a way for a little bird to find him.
4: Lovely. And uh, one last favor a chessboard, perhaps.
0: We, we will uh, locate one for you. It may take a small bit of time. H- are you planning on staying with us? But of course. How many rooms?
1: Five rooms, if it is possible.
0: Of course. It is uh, the low season. Everyone is in love in uh, Chereuse in the summer. You have uh, stayed with us before. Of course, you may take uh, Le Roy Suites uh, upon the third floor. You, you know how to find a mure remember? Of course. Of course. And I, I bow and kiss her hand. And uh, she retreats. So your rooms are uh, upstairs. It's actually um, four rooms joined by a common room, usually for um, dignitaries and, 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 and such. Technically, she does give you five rooms, but there are only four sleeping quarters.
1: Alright, I assume uh, Gubran and I can double up and uh, Isabel, I assume you would like to keep Caroline nearby?
0: I, I'm not letting uh, anybody get after.
1: We both look at Mateo. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Oh, I just happen to look in your direction. Why are you so defensive?
3: I'm not defensive. Why <laughs> do you think
4: I'm defensive? <laughs>
3: it's fun. You will have whole room to yourself for plots and skims. <laughs> I cannot wait. Thank you. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, and you guys can get settled in. Presumably your message has gotten out.
1: I, I do not have anything really to attend to. Of course, I'm going to enjoy myself at the Jenny's Hall. I'll have some drinks, some food. Um, if uh, if Isabel feels like chatting about the old days, you know, the few times she stabbed me, <laughs> uh, I will talk with her. Uh, otherwise, I'm uh, going to... Uh, It's been a long few days and a leisurely time of just drinking and resting. Sounds good. On on solid ground. Yeah, I think we wait and let it work for now.
0: So a few days go by with no news. Uh, The Jennies, when you inquire, say they're working uh, on on, uh, a few very strong threads. And then on uh, the... Third day, there is a gentle rap on on the door to this the suite.
4: Uh, just a minute, I stand up, I open the door.
0: It's a woman uh, about about average so about about eye level with you, uh, and uh, she says, uh, "Mathieu de Calgary." Uh, I am he. Uh, you get a smack in the fl- face with a white glove. <laughs>
4: I smile. Yes. (laughs) Uh,
0: Satisfaction has been uh, uh, required of you by one Amboise or so. Uh, You may find a representative uh, of the Doula's Guild or one will be provided to you. Please, uh, at your earliest convenience, uh, report to the Doula's Guild for... More information.
4: I would be happy to. Thank you for informing me.
0: Slaps you again and leaves. (laughs)
4: Okay, what's the second one necessary? (laughs) Ah, Where am I going to find a representative of the Duelist Guild? I look to uh, Bastion's door, I look to Kirill's door. This is the hardest decision I have ever had to make in my life. I knock on Bastion's door. (laughs)
1: Um, yes, Goodbrand is here. <laughs> yeah, Goodbrand, tell him to go away. They knock again. Go away.
4: Yes, all right. <laughs> Sometimes we have to open the door, even though we're doing something else.
2: <laughs> uh, Goodbrand rubbing his eyes opens the door. What is all this racket out here? <laughs> uh,
0: y- yeah, uh, Kirill's been sleeping on the couch. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I need to borrow something from each of you. Gudbrand, any chance I could borrow your bow? Oh, uh, sure, absolutely. Let me uh, string it for you. Oh, thank you. And do you have any, I don't
2: know, blunted shafts? Uh, I take a, a couple of my arrows and snap off the heads. like I can make more. Oh, thank you. Bastian. Mm.
4: if you wouldn't mind, I need a representative of the Duelist Guild. Some
1: satisfaction has been demanded from me. Oh, so Amboise got our message.
4: <laughs> yes, and there is only one person in this world who can satisfy him.
0: Caroline! <laughs> you hear some, uh, like, muffled talking uh, behind the, the the women's room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, a head pops out from behind the door. Way? Uh,
4: I found Amboise. Would you like to come see him? I'm going to meet him now.
0: Her, like, generally rosy complexion, like, goes pale. Right now?
4: I don't know. He's demanded satisfaction. It sounds urgent.
0: I do not understand this this uh, phrase.
4: Oh, uh, Amboise has challenged me to a duel. I think he is trying to win you from me. Well, I'm going to disabuse him of this uh, ridiculous notion, <laughs> but I think you ought to be there. Uh,
0: uh, uh, wait, just... Um, uh, oh,
4: take your time, please. Just, I am in no hurry. Uh, it is Amboise
0: who
1: is in a tizzy. Uh
0: Merci. And she like pulls her head in and like shuts the door a little hard.
1: So we have time for a breakfast <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I go
4: I yes. go down I go down to the um to the first floor and uh, I request like a a length of red silk.
0: sure. they have replacements for the the fineries that they drape on the the chateau. so yeah.
4: Sure. And, uh, and I, and I, uh, spend some time just in the, um, in the suite, uh, cutting off silk and, and blunting the heads of these, uh, these arrows with it.
0: Sure. Yeah. You guys have time for breakfast.
1: I will have a very leisurely breakfast.
0: (laughs) About five, 10 minutes after, uh, the conversation with Caroline, uh, Isabel comes out, uh, and is like, all right, I'll be back in just a few minutes. Just, Give us a second. (laughs) It'll be probably an hour, at least, just so you're aware.
4: Ah, She has some real getting ready to do, I see.
0: Isabel, like, hocks her head a little bit and is like, "Uh, you know, never mind, it's fine. Uh, I
4: am, please, I am, I understand. I am not a fool.
0: Well, I suppose, really, what it comes down to is that, You've got a pretty girl who you nigh broke the heart of and now you're, as far as I can tell, using her. What if this is about something else and you've just told her that it's not?
4: Uh, I retract my previous statement. I am a fool.
0: I know. <laughs> she takes your tiny coffee and she leaves.
4: Hmm. I put down the, the, the bow and arrows uh, and... Uh, I go and knock on Caroline's door.
0: I, Bastien, what?
4: Uh, may I speak with Caroline?
0: It is her choice. Uh, oh, uh, wait, um, yes, please, uh, let me, and, uh, and she opens the door and she's like behind like a folding, like a, like a folding screen. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I'll, I'll leave you to it then. Where's Bastien?
4: At breakfast. At downstairs.
0: I'll be back in just a little while. She like sort of does like an intimidating sort of like half step towards you and then then leaves. Is there something uh, you needed to speak with me about? Yes,
4: just the one thing. It occurs to me after a, <clears throat> a sound thrashing from uh, Isabel that uh, I have been no better than your father to you. I have not the once asked what it is that you want. So I ask now.
0: I uh, I am confused. I have, and she's she. You can't see your face because she's behind the screen. Yeah. I, I uh, do not believe that you have done harm to me. I of course I I have come all this way. I, I have made that choice. I I chose to come with you and and leave my father and is really the only home I have ever known to to be your companion on this journey.
4: Yes, and I, I thank you for your companionship thus far. It has been quite lovely to get to know you. But now it comes that Amboise, he obviously still has these feelings for you. So much so that he is willing... Well... He is willing to kill me for many things. But it is this that he is willing to kill me formally. <laughs> it is over you that he wishes to finally do me in once and for all. And you have stayed with me thus far. And I I appreciate that you have so stayed with me. And I value you and your your friendship. But these feelings that people have that, that Amboise has for you, I don't have them I had never never had them
0: she's quiet for a moment of course uh, of of course, we are very good friends and and intellectual companions there uh, there of course could be nothing else uh,
4: people they build. Vast halls like this as a temple to something that I cannot comprehend.
0: I hope one day that you can, or that you have a, a full life, regardless.
4: I thank you for those wishes, but in truth, I have never felt unfulfilled for this lack. I have never felt empty, like there is a part of me missing it is even in friendship to you that i feel full and i would not wish to consign you to a life where s- these feelings that you possess that emboise possesses i could never return them
0: well it is a uh, good that he has them then is it not
4: i hope so if when isabel comes back you wish her to strike me dead you can save emboise the trouble i would understand
0: no, I would not want that from you. I I must continue to prepare for the day, if you would uh, excuse me.
2: I would. I uh, back out of the room. We all shuffle away from the door, as though we haven't been listening the <laughs> entire time. <laughs> Goodbrand seems to be studying something very, very interesting on the wall, even though there's no picture or anything there. This pillow is different colors on both sides. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I'm going to go through with it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep tying. I'm going to keep tying uh, uh, silk ribbons at yeah. the end of uh, these um, air shafts. I, I lose myself in that activity.
0: <laughs> About 20 minutes later, so after, after this co- the conversation ends, Matteo, you're fully engrossed in your silk cutting and wrapping project. Uh, and, uh, on the, the little, uh, table in front of you, just out of the corner of your eye, Isabel, uh, sets down a small cup of coffee and a goblet of wine and says, there's a good lad and just walks away.
4: I'm going to (laughs) cry.
0: Uh, then, uh, whenever you're an hour and a half later.
4: Yeah. But both cups are empty
0: for sure. (laughs) Isabel and, uh caroline reappear uh ready for the day
4: you both look radiant let
0: us go is everybody gonna go
4: <coughs> hey you want to see me get killed <laughs> sure
3: i've been cooped up here for three days
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um uh i had, had some breakfast with you and i am downstairs waiting for uh, them to join me
0: okay yeah they do in short order good Brenda. are you going as well
2: I am only here for the icon. Whatever I have to go to to get to it, uh, sure.
1: <laughs> um, uh, as we are walking towards the uh, the this hall, uh, I kind of catch up pace with Matteo, and uh, as subtly as I can, say, I assume you have a plan. Yes, of course. All right then, and I I back away back, falling back in the in the marching order.
0: <laughs> uh Yeah. So the. The uh duelist guild is um on the corner of uh Le Parc de Roy, where many of the duels take place. Uh actually only the, the duelists are allowed in and you actually stop Mateo from, from
1: Yes, entering. I go uh, uh do this only from here. Uh, and so Isabel and I walk forward. Uh and then I turn around and I, I look back to Kiro and I go, uh, Capitan, are you joining us? What is this building? Is... The duelist hall. Uh, Good brand and Matteo and Caroline are going to have to wait outside while we arrange the duel. Uh, but us duelists can go inside.
3: Oh, I did that.
1: Is that uh, these forms? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> before, the, the, before the tournament, uh, you signed your name. I hope you signed your name. Did you not get the pin afterwards?
3: Uh, no, but I still have token in my head.
1: <laughs> but that will work at least for a moment that we can give you a pin inside. But yes, you are uh, are part of the Duelist Guild now. You participated in the tournament in the Festival of Swords. Ah, yes, let's we'll see what this is about. Uh, so I bring him in. I'm like, you're going to love Duelist Halls. <laughs> uh, if it weren't for the Jenny's Halls, I would spend all my time in the Duelist Hall. <laughs> uh, and we go inside.
2: Good friend is standing outside uh, with between Matteo and Caroline. And... <laughs> stands awkwardly for like uh, a couple of minutes and uh, kind of rocks back and forth on his heels and looks up at the sky and says "Well, the weather here is very nice (laughs) (laughs) it's such a beautiful city Mm -mm.
0: (laughs) 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 yes yes I especially like the birds. The,
2: the the birds, yes, the birds are uh, very pretty. You know, they they sing songs I have not heard uh, anywhere else. Wait, oui. <laughs> Matteo, what do you think about the birds? Uh, I I
4: look up at the sky. And <laughs> that cloud kind of looks like a skull
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes 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 it does Mm uh so inside uh there's um it's actually relatively quiet it uh for a second bastian right after you had boasted about how Kirill would love this place and it's so rowdy and it's amazing uh there's nobody inside really uh and, uh,
1: there was nobody inside, Bastion. Give it time, <laughs> I say, looking around suspiciously.
0: <laughs> uh, well, it is the uh, dueling season, of course. Everybody is in love, <laughs> which, <laughs> <laughs> which also means that everybody's in hate. So uh, we're busy this time of year, usually.
1: Yeah, half of them are probably still in Odysseus. The tournament may have ended, but the dueling kind of goes for the rest of the month.
3: That's true. I can't imagine we got here
1: slower than people. Right. Um, I walk around. I've been in this chapter house before. Yeah. I try to find where, uh, where anyone could be.
0: Mm-hmm. You eventually find uh, the president chapter, Cedric, who um, you know is a, is a transplant from Avalon.
1: Yes, we've crossed paths a few times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I go, uh, Monsieur Cedric, yes? Of
0: course. Nice to see you again.
1: Uh, uh, What
0: brings you here, Sword of Castile? I polish the
1: (laughs) ink on my my shoulder. I go, yes, yes. Um, I am actually here um, to serve as a second uh, for my friend Matteo di Caligari. I believe uh, a challenge was uh, delivered to him this morning.
0: Uh, let, let me check the ledger. Of course, we've been very busy today. Um, <laughs> actually, no, this is, a, this is not a duel of seconds. This is a, this is a proxy duel. Uh, are you... A
1: a, pro- uh, <coughs> a proxy duel?
0: Uh, yes, are you his proxy? <laughs> uh,
1: I try not to look at Isabel, because I can feel her smiling at me. Uh, yes, of course, that is what I mean to say.
0: Wonderful. Will, uh, after tea do...
1: Uh, that sounds excellent. Do I uh, will the
0: uh, will the uh, agriver, uh, be uh, there, or no. will you uh, be bringing the money in his stead? It's a busy time, and they have a limited resources. So proxy duel, you pay for it. It's like a pr- it's like an upgrade.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, he w- he will be there, and he is good for the money. I've asked for him.
0: Lovely, lovely. Um, okay, after tea, it is. Uh, excellent. Brigitte will be uh, rightly terrified. <laughs> uh, I I bow to him
1: uh, and then I turn and start walking out. And you hear snickering behind you. And as soon as we get out of the, that room and are about out, I go, shut up!
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was not very exciting, Bastion. That was barely a fight at all. <laughs>
1: It uh, it depends on the season. It's a seasonal location. I open up the door and look to uh, Mateo. I go, Mateo, you may need to adjust your plans. I look at the three of them, (laughs) soak in the image for a second. (laughs) And then remember that I'm going to be dueling. And I shake my head. I go, "Uh, uh, Mateo, um, I do not believe you were giving all of the particulars for this duel. No, I was slapped in the face twice. Uh, This is not, you will not be dueling yourself. Uh, I am your proxy. Uh, you and uh, Amboise, assuming Amboise is the one who laid out the challenge, uh, will have to pay the Duelist Guild for your proxy, uh, which is me. I will get a of it. And uh, a duelist will uh, fight for Amboise, and I will fight for you. Amboise.
4: Amboise. <laughs> Why do you have to make everything so much more complicated? I will speak to him before we begin. Maybe I can stop this ridiculous farce from even happening. For now... I hand you a bag of wealth. Take it. It has no meaning to me. It is as ash.
1: <laughs> I, I look over at the Goobran, like, trying to communicate, like, what the hell happened while I was at breakfast? I don't know. sure really does a number on him. <laughs> I, I pocket the wealth uh, and say, uh, we have until after tea. How long until after tea? Uh,
0: a few hours. Basically, after lunch.
1: Well, it's time for a second breakfast. <laughs> Good friend did not get his breakfast.
0: You guys have time for a walk yeah, around we, the park. We go, we go we sit in one of the cafes or, yeah. nearby. Sure. Um,
1: we have a very awkward.
0: <laughs> uh, the girls uh, sit at a table. They t- sit at a table just next to yours. You guys don't have to sit like guys and girls, but uh, Caroline sits purposefully not at the same table as Mateo.
2: Gutbrand tries to uh lighten the mood by sticking a couple of biscotti up his nose, but
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: nobody laughs, so he just takes them out and uh, takes an awkward sip of coffee. False. Bastian laughs. laughs.
0: Yeah, so you you pass the time. It's it's goes surprisingly quick for uh the dower company. By the end of, of uh tea, there's a there's a little bit more of a uh, a beat and excited feel from from uh where the ladies are chatting but the time goes pretty quickly considering the food here is okay and uh it's kind of fun to see all the to- tourists in cheroos at this time of year mm-hmm. uh because there's it, just like the festival uh m- Every every kind of person is here. Uh you guys have all seen Amboise before. Mm-hmm. So uh when he uh strides directly across the square and into uh and knocks on the duelist hall door and uh it's answered, he's uh, led around uh the back of the hall, uh into the park.
2: Finally, this has been so awkward. I stand up. I stand as well.
0: Uh you quickly the square um, and bypass the uh, going inside uh, and just go around the back um, where you can see in the lawn um, behind the house is Amboise and uh, the woman who slapped you earlier today as well as Cedric.
4: Amboise! Amboise! <laughs> <laughs> It is good to finally see you.
0: I cannot say the same.
4: Ah, that is a shame. I will have to cheer you up. And I um I pull goodbrand's bow off from my back and I uh I lift uh, an arrow from a borrowed quiver with red silk tied around its end to form a, a heart shape mm. and I draw it back and I uh, <laughs> and I uh, shoot a shaft at Amboise limply, not n- not great, but I just shoot uh, a little cupid arrow at him.
0: Uh, the woman that um, uh, Bastian and Kirill and Isabel can assume is as Brigitte uh, steps in front, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it sort of like thwacks her, and then and falls to the ground.
4: Please, signora, I believe Amboise, and I can settle this as men. I knock another arrow. <laughs> uh,
0: what is this you are doing?
4: Yes, Please. I would also this like to know what is going on we here. We are all confused, yes. <laughs> uh, I, 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 loose, I loose another shaft, which I guess bonks Brigitte. see. <laughs> <laughs> Where
1: he is going with this I mean the, the symbolism is no loss on me <laughs>
4: listen, and as I am saying this, I just keep pulling out arrows and just like shooting Point. them in like long arcs uh just like and they like sometimes like it just completely fails, and I just have to bend over and pick it up again uh. I am sure I, as well as Caroline, are sick of uh, of the men in her life doing battle with each other over what her fate will be. I don't understand why this all has to be a big operation where, I don't know, uh, my proxy beats up your proxy, which... Sword of Castile, he would. I'm sorry, Brigitte, no offense to you.
0: Not taken. <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
4: another shaft bounces off her shoulder.
0: <laughs> Please, just stop.
4: Fair enough. I give Gudrun back his bow. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I hope that this meeting may for for us be a felicitous meeting of the minds, a, a, a beginning of a love between us rather than this pervasive animosity. Look, Amboise, you're on the wrong side of this here. Caroline's father, he is of nothing now. His influence is wasted. He is—he uh, lies in chains in, in the mayor of Odysseus' uh, office after his treachery was revealed. You're working for uh, Bernoulli of all people. <laughs> I can understand the, the gold, but what does he really have to offer you for me, and Boise for the, an end to this madness, for the return of all of your gorgeous
2: Sirneth artifacts and Gudbrand uh, has the bag that he's been holding the entire time and swings it around and <laughs> offers it to him which were wasted
4: on such a man as Marcel Nissois. I urge you, work with me I have an idol, you have an idol and I have everything else <laughs> your life's work which is prodigious And this woman who you claim to have affection for, if you care to, end this ridiculous farce and work with me. There is a line in the poem that we discovered in Vestinvenavinyar. The icons paired together show the path on which good men shall go. Shall we be good men, Amboise?
0: And was uh, steps forward, around Brigitte, and he looks more gaunt than you remember, uh, and uh, more tired. He walks up to you, and his face is inscrutable. And then he puts out his hand to shake.
4: Uh, I reach forward, and I clasp his forearm,
0: and that's where we'll end the session. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by John Wick Presents. 7C is a trademark of John Wick Presents. For more information, go to www.johnwickpresents.com.